Today and every day, Planned Parenthood is committed to ensuring that everyone has the information and resources they need to make their own decisions about their bodies, including abortion care. Lawmakers who oppose abortion are attacking Planned Parenthood, which means affordable, high-quality, basic health care for more than 2 million people is at stake. The right to control your body and get the health care everyone needs has been stolen. And now politicians in nearly every state have introduced bills that would block people from getting the sexual and reproductive care they need. Planned Parenthood believes everyone deserves health care. It's a human right. And that's why they fight every day to push for common sense policies that protect your right to control your own body and against policies that interfere with decisions between patients and their doctors. Planned Parenthood needs your support now. Now more than ever. With supporters like you, you can help reclaim your rights and protect and expand access to abortion care. Visit PlannedParenthood.org future. That's PlannedParenthood.org future. Did you know that it's Asian American and Pacific Islander Heritage Month? Macy's is highlighting some really cool AAIP-owned brands right now like Cardin, Kaja, Emilia George, and hey, Meve, plus you can help support college access and student success when you donate online or round up in store to APIA scholars. APIA is the nation's leading nonprofit organization devoted to the academic, personal, and professional success of Asian American, Native Hawaiian, and Pacific Islander students. Shop Asian American and Pacific Islander owned brands at Macy's.com or in store. you date me a podcast where me nicole fire tries to figure out how i'm still single even though you could take me to a petting zoo and throw me in a pit are pits <laughs> at petting zoos i don't know but i'd stand right up and say moo that cow's cute my guest today <laughs> is a canadian born uk-based comedian they are the creator and creator they are oh my god they're the creator and star of the netflix series feel good it's may hey what's up <laughs> <laughs> how are you i'm really good i thought you were gonna stop after they're the creator like Full stop. They're the creator. They are the creator. Period. I have God on the podcast. <laughs> it's May Martin. <laughs> I really want to go to a petting zoo with a pit. <laughs> <laughs> I went to a petting zoo. It was called the the Gentle Barn. And it is, I don't know, maybe in Santa Clarita. I don't fucking know. It's somewhere in LA. And it's really sweet. They have all these cows that you get to pet. And then they're like, the animals, they'll come to you. But if they run away from you. Do not chase them. And then I was like, who's chasing animals? And then I felt myself chasing this chicken. And I was like, oh, I have to leave this chicken alone. <laughs> <laughs> That's really funny. Was it a date? Did you go on a date? Oh, no. I A group of friends were like, let's go play with animals. That's nice. I want to go. I Maybe I would go on a date to a petting zoo. But it, I think it's for like a very specific person. Yes, I once went on a date to a petting zoo in in London and there was a donkey. Well, it really when you watch how people treat animals, mm -hmm. it's a real insight into their the oh. depths of their souls. And this person on the date was like, "Ew, that that donkey's so grimy." And I was like, "What are you talking about? It's a donkey." <laughs> and she just kept being like, "It's grimy." Like, well, I don't know what she was expecting. But yeah, like it had some grime to it. Yeah, it's an outdoor animal. It's a, that is, like, yeah, it's a, a donkey would be grimy. Yeah, I'd be disappointed if it wasn't. How funny. Yeah. May. Hey. You were born in Canada, Canada. Yeah, big time. <laughs> How did you make it to the UK? I went, um, I went, I was actually dating someone who we'd been together like a year. And then she was like, I want to do a master's degree in London. And I was like, mm -hmm. oh, I have no interest in that. Um, but then I was like, I, I had a British passport and I had some family there. And so I okay. was like, I'll give it a try. And then I went there and I, I was obsessed with it. 
and she hated it and she went back <laughs> and I stayed there. <laughs> oh, wow. Yeah. How fucking wild. Yeah. Wait, how did you have a British passport? How do you get a... I didn't know you could get passports for different countries. I, <laughs> my dad. My dad's British. I didn't just like oh, buy one. <laughs> I, okay. Now it's all coming together. It's all coming together. Yes. Yeah. Um. So wait, are you in the UK now currently? Currently I'm in LA like for most of this year. Um, and oh. I, I, that's why I'm like really, my ears perked up when you talked about the petting zoo. Cause I'm like, I don't know this city and I need fun stuff to do. The gentle barn. I enjoy yeah. it. The gentle barn. <laughs> you'll find me there. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You'll find me there right every, every Saturday morning. They will be at the, <laughs> the gentle barn. Yes. Whenever people are like, oh, you should do this in L.A., they say things like hike or a secret set of stairs. And I'm like, why do you why is everyone trying to make me ascend? I yeah. don't want to. Yeah. I don't want anything steep. Yeah. No. Um, I have a question. Okay. OK, you have a tattoo that says oatmeal. Yeah. How do you know that? Because I have this wonderful assistant and she does a lot of research. For oh, me. <laughs> Cool. Yes, she's much better than my old one who did very little research for me. Shout out to the old one. And even better than the old, old one who was just me and did no research. (laughs) (laughs) A cursory Google. Um, (laughs) Yeah, I have a tattoo that says oatmeal. Uh, You want to see it? Yes. It says says oatmeal twice. Okay. I got it when I was like 16. And um, I thought it was so funny on the day. And then it's just been like a little bit less funny every day since. Every day since? <laughs> yeah. That's re- that, that to me is deeply funny because I yeah. have, what do I have? I have like um, a hot dog and a hamburger on my butt that says stick it in these buns. A bunch oh of fruit that says God. juicy, a bunch of desserts that say it's sweet, just taste it. And then a lemon that says, when life gives you lemon, suck a dick. And the woman <laughs> who tattooed it to me was like, are you sure? Oh my you God. You want your butt to have the word dick on it? And I was like, yes, tattoo it away. And it gets oh funnier every day for me. <laughs> well, that's the dream is that it gets funnier. That's amazing. When did you get those? So I've been collecting them for a while. I once fucked a man who said I looked like a race car. And what? I think about it often because it's like it's like all over my butt. You know, race cars, how they have like all of oh the, my God, yes. the signage from the different sponsors or whatever. He's like, this is what your body looks like. And I said, <laughs> thank you kindly. I'll take it. Please just fuck me harder and faster. Um <laughs> But I, oh, and I, a chili pepper that says muy caliente. I've been just collecting them throughout the years, and then I come up with a different stupid thing to add to it every couple of years. Yeah, <laughs> I think that's kind of where I, that's where I'm at too. Like I, in my teens, I collect, I had I got a ton different ones that were like spelled wrong, and like, mm-hmm. and then uh, the mistake I made in the pandemic is I got a stick and poke tattoo kit. Never go down that route. Once you do oh. that, you're you're fucked. I think. Don't get a tattoo. Do you, have you given yourself tattoos? I have, and other and others, and like to other people. I'm the th- thing is, I'm. I think I'm good at it, but um, once it's in your house and people get drunk and then they want to do one on you, and and yeah, so I've got some. Mm-hmm. I've, I've got some bad ones. Yeah. But they're all like small, you know. Whatever. I don't think I present mm-hmm. as like a tattooed person. Like you don't look at me and think I'm a tattooed person. Really, I yeah. I it's funny because it's like, what does that even mean? But I understand what you're saying. Like yeah. looking at you, I was like, yeah, maybe you have one, maybe you have two. I think I have eighteen or nineteen. Oh wow. Yeah, but they're all dumb and small. I have a, a circle on my back, and then I was dating someone who said that I, it looked like a witch's cauldron, and then now I like I now I hate it. <laughs> I got to turn it into like a smiley face or something. Anything else? That's a funny thing to say. That looks like a witch's cauldron. I have a bunch of stars on me, which I think date me a little bit. I feel like everyone in their thirties yes. has <laughs> stars on them. One for each <laughs> member of NSYNC. Yeah. Uh-huh. <laughs> God must have spent a little more time on me. <laughs> I just watched weirdly this morning. I watched, I went on a YouTube rabbit hole of watching like medleys, live performance medleys by NSYNC and the Backstreet Boys of like all their hits. I mean, they're so good. That's a fun rabbit hole to fall down. The last rabbit hole I fell down, what was I looking up? Well, I went on a rabbit hole about Terry Schiavo. You know her? No. 
she was in a coma for a while and she had a husband the whole time. So I was like writing a joke about that. <laughs> no. Because <laughs> I was like, she's sleeping. How does she keep a man? Do I have to sleep too? <laughs> and then, oh, I went down a Billy on the Street rabbit hole. Have you ever uh, watched Billy on the Street videos? Yes. They're so funny to me. I love him just screaming. There's these videos with this woman named Elena, who's like this older woman that he yes. likes with friends and she comes back every couple of days. Like, she's great. She's so funny. The best the best i love her she was milking a cow and she was like there's milk and billy's like there's no milk and she just came towards the camera going there's milk and i don't know why that made me laugh so hard i mean i could do an internet movie rabbit hole conversation right now for hours so like but okay i'll say one which is i was just i had like in the depths of my memory i was like okay there's one dr phil episode where they him and his wife robin switch jobs for a day and it was like because unethical totally <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah totally but basically he was like robin thinks she could do my job and robin's <laughs> like i'm t- you couldn't do my job as uh, you know and then so he went to the grocery store and then she hosted his show and mm-hmm. he was like playing up that he's this like dumb man who doesn't know what vegetables are and it was so uh-huh. staged and like He's like, what is broccoli? And then he like purposefully knocked over all these apples and he goes, apples, you got to watch that it. That is pretty funny. And then meanwhile, Robin like Ace is hosting his show. But at the okay, end, you're like, write this down. Dr. Yeah. Phil. And it really is crazy. The stuff we grew up watching and how like, like sexist it is. And like, yes. I was watching a clip from Oprah. This wasn't sexist. It was like rather racially charged. And I was like, isn't it 4 p.m.? How is everyone saying the N-word? This is very wild. And Oprah, you're letting the whites say it? Very strange. The 90s were crazy, I think. Truly. Yeah. And like anything went. Like it was so like I watch old old movies. I'm like, this would never get made now. This absolutely couldn't get made. Yeah. Even I, I was just rewatching old school, um, which I still love. But like the first joke in it is like, you're a faggot. And like, then like mm-hmm. you're just like, oh, I guess that was really formative for me, probably in some way. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's truly wild. OK, I have a question. Yes. So you talk in your sleep. Yes. And you use an app to record what you're saying. <laughs> yeah. 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 Do you listen to it? What's the app called? Because I have an app, too. OK, mine's called Sleep Talk. Oh, mine's not called Sleep Talk. Really? I think mine's called the, the Snooze Zone. No, that's not it. <laughs> oh, no, it's called Snore Lab. Oh, because I was recording because I snore. Uh-huh. So I was recording it. Does this record? So mine only records chunks. Does yours record the whole night? Mine records the whole night, but it's only activated by sound. And then in the morning, you listen back to all your farts and snoring and talking. And I, I'm endless, like, I don't shut up. And I'm so upset always. <laughs> like, oh no, what are you saying? It's so, Im- I can't, do you want, should I play you some? Yes. Okay. The embarrassing st- thing is that it's like such an unfiltered version of me that I sound like Judy Dench. Like, because I'm not at all trying to be like a cool stud. So I'm just like, oh, mom, I'm angry at you. Like, it's so crazy. <laughs> <laughs> it's, That's very funny. <laughs> it's humiliating. I moan in my sleep. Moan? In what way? I go, mm. Hey, that's nice. Mm. Or I go, mm. There was one night when I went, <laughs> everything's so hard. Oh, my <laughs> God. <laughs> and then continued to moan. And I don't. And sometimes I moan on planes and flight attendants will be like, well, you're having a good time. And I'm like, okay. Okay. <laughs> oh, my God. Moaning, that's nice. If I was sleeping someone next to someone who's moaning, I'd be like into it, I think. I don't think you would. Nobody I've ever slept next to has been like, this was fun for me. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. I slept great. Um, okay, this is me saying, because it like lists, so I've, I've got them all listed of like all the recordings. Oh. So I've, this one is, I haven't listened to this in a while. This is the hatred in my eyes. That's what I'm saying. Oh, no. Okay, ready? Okay. The hatred in my eyes. And then you hear someone shushing me. <laughs> the hatred in my eyes. It's so intense. <laughs> Wait, that's really funny. The hatred in my eyes. <laughs> yeah, I know. There's no hate there. Oh, this is a fucked up one. Okay. I like this one. It's It sounds like I'm some like medieval queen or something. And mm-hmm. I'm saying to like a betrayer, I go, this is a rat. 
Okay. <laughs> Ready? Uh-huh. This is a rat. Like, what? <laughs> it's not hot. I'll tell you that it's much. It's pretty funny. Like, I... Very rarely do I have, like, full-fledged words that I'm saying. Um, it's just, like, a lot of moaning and then sometimes, like, no. Or, yeah. oh, I go, mm-mm. Mm-mm. <laughs> you're watching bad stand-up in your dreams? Maybe. <laughs> or maybe I'm trying to write jokes and it's like, mm-mm, that one's not good. Uh-uh, that one's even worse. I sound so lucid. That's what's scary. And I think it, sleeping next to me is really scary because I sound... And and I wake up with no memory of the dreams usually. Are you well rested? No, no, no. Wake up exhausted. <laughs> yeah. Do you really? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I could, I'd need like to be... Like a sleep study? I need a couple weeks of just unconsciousness, I think. <laughs> just to catch up on years. Yeah. Are you tired all the time? I'm tired so much of the time. I was, I've been working two jobs where one is like night shoots and then the other one is daytime oh cool so it's just like <laughs> that's that should be illegal it should be illegal and technically if it was the same production it would be but uh since it's different productions and they both allowed me to do the other project i'll wrap at like 2 30 in the morning or like two get home and then have to be at the other set at six. Oh fuck and they told me that they would talk to one another and i was like nary a person spoke oh <laughs> this is truly wild this is so mean to the point that one at the the night shoot, I had to say to the AD, I was like, this next setup, you don't see my, like, there's a world where we don't see my face. Can we please have my stand-in lay there and you can send me home because I have to be at work at my other job in three hours? And he was like, oh, uh, that's a great idea. Yeah, 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 go do that. And I was like, ah! So yeah, I'm not well-rested. No, that, this is like... I feel like in old Hollywood, this is like how they treated Judy Garland. They'd be like, <laughs> wheel her out, keep her performing, pump her with like amphetamines. Give her more Adderall and then yeah. we'll fucking put her to sleep with uh, with some Ambien. And yeah. then she's going to have to do it all over again every fucking day. Yeah, sometimes yeah. I feel like that. I just got back from, or not just, I went to Comic-Con and boy, oh boy, was that fucking exhausting. Yeah, that would be surreal if you're exhausted too. And then there's like... <sighs> aliens walking by you and i was just that much more tired have you ever been to comic-con <laughs> no i my my image of it is like from from movies where people go to comic-con it felt like a movie i arrived and i said i knew there'd be nerds <laughs> i did not know there'd be this many nerds it was as if central casting was like get me all the nerds you can get and then they <laughs> fuck there's like there was a couple nerds who were like half naked and these like like sexy cosplay things there was like this like naked alien and like indiana Whoa. jones like holding hands and i was like they're gonna go fuck and i wonder if they're gonna role play while they fuck this is exciting i love that the nerds are getting it on i don't know why it didn't occur to me that like of course they're all fucking it's so horny i didn't yes yeah so horny i think nerds have the best sex lives of any of us because they're like not embarrassed or inhibited to be like yeah i'm into elves and like yeah yeah i'm into elves sometimes i wear a butt plug that's a tail yeah <laughs> and i'm living my best fucking life uh sometimes i wish i had more freedom like that I th well what's what's stopping us maybe um, i don't think i'm a fan enough of anything to like also incorporate it into my sex life yeah, I don't think I am either. Like, I'm trying to think if there's maybe in my teens, like Buffy, I would have done like a Buffy thing if I'd been mm. like a, a sort of confident teen. But those days are gone. Were you not a confident teen? Well, I was really not. And then I started doing comedy when I was like 14, 13. Mm -hmm. And then but I still I wouldn't say I was confident. So I was like getting up and doing stand up. But I was still like you know full of self-loathing wait you were doing you were doing stand-up at 15 wait would you say 14 13 i started doing improv and sketch and stuff and then uh-huh yes and then stand up right after and then i dropped out of school when i was 15 to do it full time so then i was like not confident but i was uh addicted to cocaine so that is fake oh confidence. there you go yeah, yeah, yeah. which counts as confidence for a few hours <laughs> <laughs> before the Wait, hell begins. 15 and doing coke honestly you're too cool for comic-con that sounds <laughs> terrible what a terrible sentence to say i'm fully just kidding i should have been at comic-con that that's like what my soul is at comic-con and i was just fighting so hard against it wait that's so <laughs> wild to be like 13 14 
dropped out of school, doing coke, doing stand up. Were you like traveling doing stand up? Where were you doing stand up? Just in Toronto. Um, and then when I dropped out of school, I started working in the box office of Second City, like the. Mm-hmm. And so I was mostly around there. And then I got kicked out of my house when I was sixteen, and then banned from Second City for doing drugs. So it was all like a a, a, a real like whirlwind. Like it all happened so fast in a few years. Oh, how wild! Yeah. So, where does one go if they get kicked out of their house and then can't hang out at an improv uh, theater? Exactly. Exactly. Where did you go? Oh, I, oh <laughs> I moved in with a, like an older man, a comedian. You know. Fair. If you don't want to talk about it, <laughs> I get it. Sounds pretty wild. Like a twenty-eight-year-old um, who was, in some ways, like really took care of me and in other ways did the opposite you know mm-hmm. yeah there's lots of mm. like nuance to these things but no it was not good but then yeah when I was like 20 I I um got my shit together that's nice and then moved to England like shortly after that how old were you when you moved to England like 22 oh so like you literally are like what like you watch a movie and they're like I need a fresh start and they just like wake up an hour earlier you were like no I need a fucking fresh start I'm gonna wake up <laughs> in a different country yeah literally like I remember being on the plane and them closing the plane door and it felt like I was in a zombie movie and I just was like I just made it and I mm-hmm. like I'm gonna survive and uh and then I've been there for 12 years. I, that's, I, I like that you ended up somewhere absolutely fresh because I'm scared of shit like that. Like, yes, I lived in New York, moved to L.A., but I like New York was so close to home that it didn't really feel like a move. And then when I moved to L.A., I knew people in L.A. So it didn't again, it, it like it was far away from home, but like I yeah. knew people. So it didn't feel like this scary new thing. Well, I think I was lucky I moved to London in a relationship like that. I don't mm-hmm. think I would have been brave enough otherwise. And she was older and sort of organized and like made it all possible. Um, but yeah, to me, New York and L.A. are super intimidating. I think that's brave. That's cool. Thank you. I loved New York in a way that I was like, I'm the main character here. The city revolves <laughs> around me. Yeah. And that's literally <laughs> how I operate it. Truly, just this like you have to do insane that insane person <laughs> scampering around New York. You know, it's a fun game. Next time you're at like a party or like a house party or something, just look around and be like, who's the main character in this movie where this scene is servicing their uh-huh. narrative? Like, you know what I mean? And you find someone like sat in the corner and you're like, oh, we're all in the scene of their life <laughs> in this movie. Yeah, they're the main character. They're very sad, very upset that we're all here. Yeah. We should go. <laughs> um, I went to um, my friend's kid's birthday party a couple weekends ago. She was turning one. I was running late. I can't remember what I was doing at my in my house that caused me to be so late but i arrived with three minutes left in the party <laughs> oh my god <laughs> and i walked in and my friend looked so so tired she was red from being out in the sun the baby was red from being out in the sun her husband was tired looking and i was like hi and she was like nicole i'm so happy to see you and i was like okay here's your wine i will respect that your party ends in three minutes and she was like you don't have to and i was like i will i stayed there for a total of 12 minutes and i I felt like i like corralled people to leave so they could like go take a nap and like bathe the baby bathe the Um, red baby (laughs) yeah she needed to go inside so badly i was like i'm the main character here (laughs) yeah but that's right you to have someone arrive and corral people to leave is awesome (laughs) <laughs> I was like, it's the least I could do. If I show up late, I can try to get the people to come with me. Yeah. <laughs> <sighs> what I'm saying is, don't invite me to your parties. I will be very late. <laughs> Real quick, May, we have to take a break. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. You know, there's always something that I really need to talk about. And thank God I have a podcast. But then there's stuff that I don't want to reveal publicly. So I talked to a therapist. And listen, we all carry around different stressors, big and small. And when we keep them bottled up, it can start to affect us negatively. Therapy is a safe space to get stuff off your chest and to figure out how to work through whatever's weighing you down. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire, get matched with a licensed therapist, and switch therapists at any time for no additional cost. And I got to say, that's very important because the first person you meet might not be good for you. So 
even though it's work, you got to work to find someone who like is helpful and is good for you. So don't stick with someone just because you feel like you have to. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash date me today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash date me. Okay. Hey, did you know one in five Americans have learn a new language on their bucket list? If that's you, make 2024 the year you finally check it off the list with Babbel. Be a better you in 2024 with Babbel, the science-backed language learning app that actually works. Don't pay hundreds of dollars for private tutors or waste time on apps that don't really help you speak the language. Babbel's quick 10-minute lessons are handcrafted by over 200 language experts to help you start speaking a new language in as little as three weeks. Babbel's tips and tools are approachable, accessible, rooted in real-life situations, and delivered with conversation-based teaching so you're ready to practice what you've learned out in the real world world. Babbel made it super easy for me to brush up on my Spanish before my vacation to Mexico. See how I said that? It's, it's better and it sounds like I speak Spanish. It just makes traveling better so you can like order food, ask for directions, and flirt with the locals. Me encanta muchacho! <laughs> Without having to consult language apps while on vacation. Here's a special limited time deal for my listeners. Right now, get 60% off your Babbel subscription, but only for my listeners at babbel.com slash date me. Get up to 60% off at babbel.com slash date me. Spelled B-A-B-B-E-L dot com slash date me. Rules and restrictions may apply. Bebop boobop, we're back, May. <laughs> yes. Okay, so do you think you're like a serial monogamist or... Do you jump from relationship to relationship? And when was your first relationship? All good questions. Thank um, you. I asked like four of them. Let's see which ones you remember. Um, first relationship. Well, I mean, I remember being like 13 and listening to that song from Armageddon, like the, the Aerosmith song. And I don't want to miss a thing. Exactly. And being like, well, I guess this is about me and Jamie Griffin, uh, who I had like never kissed, but we would hold hands a lot and like he would get a semi and stuff. And so I fully was there. I had like a lot of boyfriends when I was 13. Mm -hmm. But then first like relationship, you know, probably some older comedian, unfortunately, when I was like, you know, 15 yeah and i was like this is normal and cool and great and this guy is such a legend because he was in a beer commercial and he has money and (laughs) and then you get to be the age that those guys were and you're like oh wait what would i want to talk to a 15 year old about yeah i have no idea what i would talk to a 15 year old about be like school good yeah like you still have periods where you the bell rings and then you go to a different class like what is it (laughs) totally yeah, so maybe that. And then I had a I had a nice, you know, I I'd say my first like adult relationship was was uh from 20 to 25 I was with this amazing woman and we moved to England and we were I was like, you know, I just got out of rehab and I just like turned my life around and she was just so like together and great and that was like re- rewriting a lot of like bad habits I'd learned, you know. Five years is such a long time. And then I think about people who've been with the same person for like 20 years. And I'm like, boy, oh boy. I don't know if we're meant to do that. How? I know. I'm really like, honestly, I don't know if you have like a really clear theory on love and relationships. But mine changes every day. Like I don't mm-hmm. now everyone we know is in like open relationships. Like I, I really don't know what human beings are meant to be doing. I think it's just whatever fits for you I guess and it's changed so much for me over the years I think it is whatever fits and I have said in the past probably on this podcast I don't think I could do an open relationship because I'm a very I guess I get jealous but then also it's like what are you jealous of if this person wants to be with you they want to be with you and then when they don't want to be with you, they're with somebody else. I don't know. I don't know how I would handle that. But also, I've never been in, like, a relationship before. So, like, I don't know how I would handle that either. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I think I used to be really, like, uh, jealous and 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 really a serial monogamist. And then, um, yeah, just in the past few years, I've been, like, I, I think all it takes is knowing one couple who really 
are amazing at being open and you're like, oh, cool. <laughs> like they're so I was dating a couple and they they just they were so cool and they still are. They're married now and they're like uh, and I, that was pretty eye opening because they, they really love each other, but they have total f- freedom and they're just like, well, let's say you're in a relationship and then you meet someone who you want to sleep with really badly and it's like forbidden and you guys are like flirting, but you're like, oh, I, I, then you might end your relationship just to fuck that person and then be like, oh, it's not that good. So in a way, just getting it out of your system might be better. Yeah. And I guess we as people need to learn that like just because something new and shiny comes along doesn't necessarily mean you want to like leave your old thing. You just want to experience a new shiny thing. Okay. Have you watched the ultimatum on Netflix? Yes, I have. Yes, I have. So in theory, I'm like, this sounds good. But in practice, I was like, this is messy. So it's it's like you leave your partner to live with somebody else as like, like your partners for three weeks. Of course, you like that person better. Of course. Of course. You're still in your honeymoon phase. Yeah. And they're on their best behavior and they haven't shown you their true colors and shit. And then you have to go back to your old partner. It's like, oh boy, this old thing. Or you're like, well, thank God I'm used to you. Yeah. It's so wild. Yeah. I follow all of those people on Instagram. All of those contestants. Oh, I'm like so invested in their futures. I, yeah, I I was a crazy. Well, Colby and Madeline, I know they had their baby. Oh my God. Who Randall, Randall and what was Shanice? I think they broke up. Oh, they did? I think. Interesting. Interesting. I know Zay and he's so hot. I can't handle it. He's so hot. He's so hot. Zay was so poorly behaved. Do you think? Because I think he was, I think he was like damaged and quite sweet in the end. Maybe. Because she was pretty cold to him originally. Yes. And then immediately fell in love with the dude that she picked. I know. And then she's like, actually, I'm bi, like, and and ditched him. It's all so juicy. I love it. Yeah, you know, it is pretty fucking juicy. Although, (laughs) I really wish Nick and Vanessa Lachey asked more, like, juicier questions during that reunion. I was like, you're asking surface-level questions. I need to know things. Like, the night Madeline cried about Randall not fucking her on camera. Let's ask her about that. That's wild. She is the worst drunk like she's just one of those people that like why don't you know this about yourself like that you should not be that drunk because she Mm -hmm. gets she is full personality shift yeah are you a good drunk i'm a fun drunk so i i have adhd and i used to love drinking so much and i realized because drinking is like a depressant so it kind of like brought my brain down so I could think Mm. and then everyone else was acting irrationally because they're drunk and they're just like affected differently so I'd be like "Ooh, they're acting more like me (laughs) right meanwhile you're like oh I'm finally in the room yes yeah (laughs) so that was like a very very interesting thing to find out about myself that I was like oh I like being drunk because it makes me feel normal yeah 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 I got someone I got diagnosed with ADHD as well but I a part of me was like, did I trick the guy into, oh, you know no. what I mean? Yes. I, I, I didn't mean, to, but I'm, I am i don't know. I grew up with so much like stigma around it and people being like, oh, it's, you know, it's not real or whatever. That then I'm like, am I making it up? But I know that it's real. I mean, with my friends who have it, I'm like, yeah, you have it. Yeah. I have a friend who knows me so well that sometimes they'll be like, Hey, I'm not trying to be rude, but like, I really need you to take your medicine so we can have a normal conversation. Oh and I'm like, uh oh, have I just been bouncing around? <laughs> like, yes, <laughs> yes, Nicole. And I'm like, oh, okay. And I don't really find it insulting anymore. Like, my very close friends will just ask. Yeah. And there's like a nice way to ask, and there's a mean way, but usually they yeah. stick to the nice way. So I was really surprised, like, the, the symptoms of it that I didn't realize were at all connected to. Like, I, you always, hear about people being jumping around or like whatever but things like being late like being mm-hmm. like losing stuff like that's mm-hmm. all, all I do and like my you know I'm messy like things like, like just being like how do people find time to do all their laundry yes organize their lives like yeah it's wild to me I have little piles of shit everywhere but like <laughs> I know what those piles are and I'm like please don't touch those piles I'll get to them one day I truly yeah. had a box in my dining room for I don't know since November 
<laughs> and I was like, I will get to this box. Yeah. And then I just moved it out of my eyesight because I was like, I'm not going to get to this box anytime soon. Yeah. <laughs> oh, it's so hard. Uh, Moving stuff out of your eyesight is a really good yeah. coping mechanism. Kind of. Yeah. Just move it right out of my eyesight. And it doesn't exist until I open a door and I go, oh, shit, there it is. Yeah. Um. Can I ask about dating a couple? Yeah. Were you dating both of them or one of them? Yeah, I was dating both of them. That's fine. I had been friends with him for years, but we always kind of, I think, found each other hot. And then mm -hmm. his girlfriend is bi. And then I guess she had been like, oh, I think I like May or whatever. And then they sort of approached me with that information at a party. And then we all hooked up and we are, were like, oh, that was fun. And then we were like, oh, that was really fun. And then we ended up for like, two or three years like really regularly the three of us like going on dates and like it got it, it was really nice it was really intimate and it was like perfect for where I was at in my life that like there weren't really many demands on me I can you know mm -hmm. what I mean like but it wasn't like empty weird porn sex it was like people I really cared about and they're still like best friends of mine and yeah that's nice and I like that you said that it was like good for where you were in your life because I feel like sometimes in relationships you're asked a lot like people expect a lot from you and it's like I can't give you everything you're expecting right now yeah so it's like how do I figure out how to get intimacy that I want and love that I want but also get it in a way that I can reciprocate yes. the only way I know how to at this moment yes I and I, I hate feeling like I'm letting people down. And I think the problem is when you like, like over promise, like if you meet someone you really like, and you're in that honeymoon period, and you're like, let's spend all our time together. And then you're like, Oh, wait, I have so much in my life that I'm doing right now. And I'm pretty stretched thin. And I don't mm -hmm. and then and so then you have to be like, actually, can we see each other less? Or can I like what so I feel like being really clear from the beginning about what you can offer. It's good, maybe, but it's hard. Yeah. But it's hard to even know what you can offer in the beginning. Yeah. I just think relationships, I was having this conversation with someone. And I was like, yeah, relationships are just so fucking hard. And nobody tells you, like, people are like, love is work. And it's like, yeah, but like, not only is it work, they're actually difficult. They're difficult. They're, um, they should be applauded even when they end. Like, it's just, and also, it's just, if you feel something in the moment, that's really beautiful. And it doesn't. Yeah. Mm -hmm. But yeah, you're so right. D do you fear? Okay, what's scarier to you? Needing someone or being needed? Oh, boy. I think they're both really scary. Because if someone needs me, what if I can't give you what you or be the person that you need? And then if I need somebody like... I don't want my feelings hurt and I don't want my heart broken and I don't yeah. want to be sad. Yeah. I think I'd usually rather be the sad one than be the one make like it's, it's awful. Like, have you ever broken up with anybody? Of course. Yes. Yeah. How do you break up with people? I don't understand that. I'm not great at it. I'm, I'm like, you know, still, still learning. And, and like, I'm sure in the past I haven't been clear enough and, things like that it's really awful but also you're like i guess it's it's hard because really the kindest thing to do is to go let's not be in contact i can't do this or i don't feel the same way or whatever but often that's not the case often you're like no we i do love you and we just genuinely want different things or we're you know in in different places or whatever so it's hard not to say in the moment like i really you know if someone's like wait but do you love me it's like well yeah but yeah. really you should go no, but what are you supposed to do? Lie? Yeah. I don't know. It's hard. I, I'm getting. I'm. I am getting better at. Uh, yeah, yeah. That but I'm is also tough. I've been broken up with, and I know that the easier thing is when someone is really firm and clear. But it is hard, and that, I know that that makes it more possible to have a friendship later. But I don't know. I don't know. Do you believe in being friends with someone you were intimate with later, like after yeah. you've broken up? Yeah, I'm friends with so many of, of my exes. And yeah, totally, I do. I think I have, I don't have any exes. I've only had people <laughs> I've dated for like a couple months and then like moved on or whatever. So like we weren't even friends to begin with. Yes. But I like was taking stock of the relationships I've been in. And I was like, 
or like not relationships I've been in, like people I've dated. I'm like, most of these people I never hung out with sober. Right. So like, I don't actually know anything about them. So like, I wasn't friends with them to then want to be in a, I was like, I wanted to be in a relationship with people I didn't know. Yes, for sure. Yeah, in that case, I think you have no obligation to to be friends if yeah. you don't want. But if, <laughs> yeah, but like, yeah, I have some really good, some really good friends. I think. Yeah, <laughs> if you ask them, they're like, I fucking. They're hate like, that I don't know them. <laughs> yeah. I don't know me at all. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Here's another question. Yeah. Okay. So, according to you, you grew up in a liberal utopia in terms of sexuality and you have parents who are hippies who gave you a lot of freedom. Do you think that has colored who you are today or do you think you've gone in a different direction? I think it totally allowed me to be totally myself. I mean, I probably have exaggerated in the past, like what hippies they were and how, <laughs> how like how much of a liberal utopia, <laughs> but they definitely like never, I never had to come out to them because they never like assumed that I was straight to begin with. So they were, mm -hmm. it was like, they always just in their language, it's such a simple thing to do with kids to be like, do you have a, a person that you're dating instead of being like, do you have a boyfriend? Like, mm -hmm. you know what I mean? And then, yeah, I'm sure it has. I think yeah, I think they they're really into I mean, they're really they're still together and they're pretty codependent and uh mm -hmm. I think they don't want that for me maybe. I think they really want me to be like prioritizing my myself maybe recently especially. And and I don't know if that's good or bad for me to like absorb. You know what I mean? I don't know. But yeah, they're they're cool. So, okay, they don't want you to be codependent. But do you want to be codependent on someone? I don't think codependency is that bad. Really? Yeah. Yeah. There's something beautiful about it for sure. Mm -hmm. I mean, it's one thing where it's like, I need that person to exist. But it's like, no, that person just does some things for me. I do some things. I, we meet each other halfway and do things that the other person needs. I think that's sweet. But when yeah. it's like, I can't fucking do anything on my own. Like I watch my 600 pound life and some of those people are very codependent and literally can't like depend on someone to survive. Yeah. That I don't think is very good. That's pretty bad. Totally. And it's, I think like, oh, it just depends what, what you're up to and what you're looking for. Like, like I'm so ambitious right, right now in a way that's probably kind of gross, but like, <laughs> I just don't like the idea of getting a work opportunity, for instance, and having to, the first thought I think is, oh, I hope my person's not pissed off. I'm going to be away or like, oh, how am I going to make this work with my relationship? Like, I mean, mm. ideally you're in a relationship where they're like, yeah, whatever, do it, have fun. But I've just been in previous things where it's like, I have to, rather than being like, oh my God, I got this great work thing. I have to like, think of a way to break it to the person to be like, okay, we're going to make it work. I got this thing. You know what I mean? That is a thing because... Yeah, I've never in my whole life ever had to like answer to somebody to be like, oh, uh, I'm going to go away for two months to work on this thing. Yeah. Is that fine? Yeah. Like, I don't even know how, how you ask that. Yeah. And I also have a hard time like, like, let's say you're doing like a comedy festival or something. You just want to be present. And even the socializing is sort of work in a way. And you're like, mm -hmm. I, I just want to be in my in my I don't want to be like, oh, and then, you know, on Wednesday, we should find a nice restaurant to go for dinner. It's like, no, I want to eat chips with like weird comedians. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> Which is bad. I got it. I need. I don't know. I don't know. I think there's a happy medium. There is. But then also, I, I don't know if there is like a you can have it all type deal. You know what I mean? I think it's like you do have to choose. It's like, do you want to be in this relationship or do you want to? Just be a single person doing comedy. Like, what do you want? Yeah. I don't know. Shit's hard. But I guess the dream is you get you find someone who is equally independent and busy and, and you guys just get it and you meet up when you can and you spend time together when you can and they're like just super excited for you to be doing your thing and vice versa. Mm -hmm. That's the dream, right? It is the dream. But who fucking knows if that's out there? Yeah. Real quick, <laughs> yeah. we have to take a break. Newly is a subscription clothing rental service that's all about helping you have fun. 
fun and get creative with your style. Shift gears in your wardrobe without a complete and expensive overhaul. Dressy stuff, trendy going out clothes, casual tops and premium jeans, sweaters, outerwear, vacation fits, you name it. For just $98 a month, you get a choice of any six styles each month. Access to thousands of styles from more than 400 brands with inclusive sizing. Fast, free shipping and returns and professional cleaning and newly state-of-the-art laundering facility. Plus the option to buy what you love. I like Newly a lot because... Sometimes I don't want to like own a sparkly thing because I'm like, I don't know if I'm going to wear it more than once. Also, I have a ton of sparkly things and Newly is very good at like having a sparkly thing that I'll wear once and then I can send it right back. Newly is a great value at $98 a month for any six styles. But right now you get $20 off your first month of Newly when you sign up with the code DATEME20. Just go to Newly.com and you ly.com that's newly with two u's and enter the code date me 20 and sign up to get $20 off your first month that's n-u-u-l-y.com newly with two u's with code date me 20 newly subscription clothing rental change your clothes Spring is the best time to start a new workout routine. It's our yearly collective warm-up, and Peloton is here for everyone's yearly warm-up. This is the best time to get into a good rhythm, tap into your power, and build towards whatever you're looking for. Okay, Peloton can accommodate your schedule with a variety of class lengths to choose from. Even if you only have five minutes, there's a class to get your body moving, and I have to stress how important that is. Five minutes is better than no minutes. Peloton has a range of class types fit for every goal and mood. Move at your own pace. Peloton makes the process easier with personalized recommendations and guided programs that take the guesswork out of working out. So you can just jump right in, keeping your fitness journey fresh every day because that's what it is, a journey. And listen, Peloton has everything you need to get to where you're going. Whether you prefer to run outdoors, uh, row or ride at home, or strength train at the gym, Peloton is something for you. Ooh, the Peloton classes I like to do are strength training. I also like the yoga because um, I'm always trying to get more flexible um, because I love doing splits because I'm slutty. Get a head start on summer with Peloton at (laughs) OnePeloton.com. And we're back, May. Are you on any apps at all? Wait, are you currently single? Is this, are you? No? Yes. Who's to say? I'm. I well. Who's to say? I'm there. <laughs> yeah. Do you meet people in person or on apps? In person. Yeah. I got kicked Ugh. off of Hinge. What? Because they thought people were reporting it. They thought it was a fake account. So I got kicked off Hinge, and then I I emailed Hinge and was like, "It is myself." And they were like, "No, sorry." <laughs> yeah. That's wild. That happened to another friend of mine who's a comic. Uh, they got kicked off Grinder. <laughs> Really? Yeah, because I thought someone was catfishing them. And I was like, wow, says a lot about me. I've never been reported and uh, my accounts (laughs) are just fine. Are you on Raya? I am on Raya. Famously took me two years to get on Raya, but she's there. (laughs) And, uh, you know, a lot of Australian DJs. It's a very (laughs) curious place. It's not what you want it to be. You want to see. No. Even just for jokes factor, you want to see, you know. Courtney Love and sort of interesting uh-huh. people on there, but it's always Australian DJs. There's nobody interesting. And then a lot of people take themselves very seriously because it's like a MySpace page. You get to pick a song that like goes with your pictures. Yeah. And some people pick these songs where I'm like, oh my God. <laughs> like, what is this? What? Yeah. Like, unironically drops of Jupiter. I'm like, what What are we all doing? Like, oh what's happening? <laughs> the unironic drops of Jupiter is so specific. And also on Hinge, like when people are answering their questions on Hinge yes. and the lack of like any sense of humor is crazy of just like, what's your dream? Just to be having a nice meal on the <laughs> beach. It's like, really? Yeah. That's all you dream of. That's pretty attainable. Yeah. Yeah, I couldn't do the apps really, but it's hard to meet people in person. But also, I think I present as very like vulnerable on stage and I get a lot of people like after shows, sometimes people feel like there's an open door there because I'm I'm approachable, (laughs) you know? Interesting. 
That doesn't happen to me. Sometimes I'll do a meet and greet and someone will be like, do you want to have a threesome with me and my man? And I'm like, not one day in my life. I don't want it. Yeah. Um, I think it's funny because I do talk about sex a lot on stage and whatnot. And I feel like people, either they're like, she's very open or they're like, she seems desperate and I should help her out. And I'm like, <laughs> no, thank you. Would you Would you hook up with a fan, do you think? Oh, Yes. Okay. Yes, I would. And I have. I uh, I did a show in Houston where <laughs> I can't remember how I got on the topic. Well, I don't know. I, sometimes I just ask. I was like, are there straight men here? And there was one. And then one. I was like, let's <laughs> fuck. And he said, okay. And then he slid into my DMs. And I took him back to my hotel room. And it was great. What? That's amazing. But it's only happened one time in the thousands of shows I've done. Okay, but you have to keep doing it now. You have to keep asking that question. because <laughs> Who's straight here and who will fuck me? And if you don't, <laughs> do not raise your hand. And I'm okay if there is nobody here today. <laughs> <laughs> I haven't been doing shows as of recent. I've just been like a little too busy and overwhelmed. Have yeah. you been performing a lot? I've been doing show like a monthly show at Largo in LA. Um, oh, okay. But I'm still f- fine, like getting to know the city. So I haven't been doing many like sets. Oh, I was touring a bit. I did. Mm-hmm. I was in New York a bit. And, yeah. Do you live live here in the states now? Or are you going? Or do you maintain a home overseas in London, England? I don't know if you live in London. Yeah. In the UK, I'm really bad with um money, so I'm paying full rent in London. Uh-huh. Paying for an Airbnb here, like fully hemorrhaging money, can't afford it, kind of panicked, <laughs> but don't want to lose, like, don't want to sublet my apartment, like just didn't want to pack up my stuff. But yeah, I'm, I'm slightly concerned and I don't drive, so I'm taking oh, Ubers no. everywhere. Oh no, man. I don't, I know. Wait, why don't you drive? I don't, I've never have had the skill or desire. I'm, I don't know. You don't have to in London really. Uh, and here I'm really stuck. I really need to learn. Mm-hmm. It's easy. At least I think it's easy, but also I hit cars all the time. Really? Uh, especially when I'm parking. Yeah. This is what bumpers are for. You tap, 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 tap. Great. I'm in the spot. But sometimes <laughs> when I'm driving with people, they get real mad and they're like, you can't just hit the cars and leave them in the cold. I'm like, yeah, but there's no damage. I didn't, I didn't like, I'm not scratching cars. <laughs> yeah. You just tap, tap, tap. <laughs> tap, tap, tap. And everything is fine. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I will put my car in the tightest of spaces. Really? Because I'm like, if they hit my car, it's fucking fine. It's a lease. I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. You're, yeah, you're. You're convincing me. I do need to... If I'm allowed to tap, 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 then I could do this. Technically, I don't know if you're allowed to, but uh, <laughs> you can make up the rules of the road as I do. <laughs> yeah, I'm scared of getting on those, like, highways. Like, yeah. Merging is psychotic. It is very hard to do, and I don't think the lanes are long enough. I think I would suit, like, a skateboard. Like, I think I look like someone that might skateboard, and if I could just mm-hmm. get around L.A. on a little skateboard or something. Probably, or, like, one of those bird scooters. yeah. Yeah. So wait, when you meet someone in real life, are you hitting on them or are they hitting on you? Well, the I will say the dynamic that I like probably is me being like, oh, please, please talk mm-hmm. to me. Like, that's that's hot to me. Um, yeah. So I guess that's why I, I haven't really like after shows and stuff that just that dynamic doesn't really work for me when people come up mm-hmm. after shows. So, yeah, my dream is that I'm I'm hitting on them for sure. Okay. Or that it's a mutual, I mean, ideally a mutual spark, like a little prolonged eye contact. You know what I mean? I never know if people are actually hitting on me or being nice to me. Yeah, that's the that's the age old dilemma. Very confusing. I'm like, am I in love or were you just a friendly person for today? I think it's literally all you have to do is two seconds more eye contact than you would do with a normal person. And then and then, you know. If or if mm. someone does that, it, it's on. I feel because really we don't really look at people in the eye most. I don't <laughs> most of the time. You do fleetingly, and then you you know. But if someone you're talking to someone and they lock in, not in a creepy way, but I feel like that's oh yeah yeah like in a way where they're like, I think I want to know more about you, and you're like, oh my god, do you want to know more about me? Yeah, and you're like, exactly. ooh, okay, well I'll tell you. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Dating's so fucking hard. It's hard to figure out. I'm tired of it. I truly just want to open the door to my car and have somebody sitting inside and going, hello, I'm yours now. <laughs> yes, but I think that that will happen. Like, I think we're all young still. It'll happen. Yeah, I do feel old, though, because now I have Achilles tendonitis. Ah. I, like, 
hurt my calf skipping when I was in Mexico. Oh, no. <laughs> I truly was just skipping with wild abandon. And my body said, bitch, we don't do that. And then <laughs> my calf healed. But now my Achilles heel hurts. And now I have to like ice it and take ibuprofen. It's awful. I feel so old. There's also something so sad about doing something so joyful. And yes. then your body's like, fuck you. Like, yeah, I once pulled a muscle in my back from laughing. And, that, and then no. I was like, oh, come on. Oh, that felt really old. Yeah. That sucks. Yeah. <laughs> it sucks. I hate being so old but young. I know. We're Also, I feel like I'm I like... I'm so evangelical about like, oh, we should all be like fluid and free and like mm -hmm. uh, open relationships. But I know in my heart that in about five years, I'm going to wake up one morning and be like, where are my kids and my dog and my house <laughs> and my wife <laughs> or husband? Like, I, uh -huh. yeah, like I know that will happen. So I'm kind of like we should enjoy now being young and alive. Yeah. Yeah, let's all just be a little sluttier and really just enjoy things. Yeah, and and nice and communicative and warm. <laughs> yes, that is that is the dream to be nice, communicative, communicative and warm. My and God, that slutty. was so so hard for me to say. And then <laughs> slutty comes after that. Wait, you wrote a book for teens? I did. It's it's for like fourteen plus. So I feel like there would be nothing. In, like I feel like you know it all it's a you know what I mean oh but it's, fair yeah but it's about uh sexuality and gender and stuff like that but I it's sort of outdated now already because things change so fast and like terminology and even how I identify has shifted so like mm -hmm. yeah I wrote it a few years ago well can you update do you update books is that a thing that's a really good question. I should do that. I'm sure, yeah, people do update right? them. Oh, because yeah. there's like different editions of books, right? When like new facts yeah. come out or whatever. I don't yeah. know if I could justify another edition. They'd be like, but only 20 people bought the first edition. <laughs> and you're like, yeah, one more person wants this book. Let them yeah. buy it with the updates. <laughs> exactly, yeah. I, I don't know. I don't think I identify as anything, nor do I think I ever will. I think I'm just like, I'm just Nicole living a life. Yeah. Whatever I choose, that's what I choose. I think that's the way of the future for sure. And and like even doing that book, which is for teens and then touring it in high schools, like that generation is just far ahead. They're just like. They are. Yeah. And they're smart. And I like how accepting they seem to be. And I say some, not all. Yeah. Some of them have horrific parents who like really indoctrine, indoctrine. Indoctrinate? Yeah, indoctrinate. Yeah. I don't know. Hateful bullshit, you know? Totally. Yeah. Yeah, you're right. And sometimes I'm just in my bubble and I'm like, they're all great. Mm -hmm. And yeah. Because I like all friends who will be like, oh, yeah, we're not going to have Republicans. They're going to all die off. And I'm like, yeah, but how do we keep having them? You yeah. Gotta keep the cycle alive. And, you know, they have kids and, you know, I don't know. Whatever. I don't want to talk about politics, even though I brought it up. <laughs> <laughs> um, you also have a show on Netflix called Feel Good. How many seasons? Yeah. It's two seasons? It's two seasons. It's done now, but it's up there. It's up there for watching. You're going to do a third season? No, man. It was always, it's like that the British thing of like just two seasons. It was always oh, kind of meant yes, to yes, be. Yes, 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 meant to be. It's like we're telling a story and we're going to close the story. Yeah. But in America, they're like, but I got to see everything rehashed again in a couple of years. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> 20 seasons of which financially would be great. Oh, so nice. Yes. Yeah. I should put that on my dating profiles. What is your dream? Being on a long running television show where that goes into syndication, even though syndication might not be a thing anymore. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I, do you think anyone will ever like... The, the golden era of sitcoms and stuff was the 90s, right? And people were getting 90s so and like much early money. 2000s. They were making so much fucking money. And then when those reruns aired, making <sighs> so much more money. And that I, it won't happen again. Nobody's going to have friends' money from TV again, I don't think. Never, never. We basically have to patent products. Yeah. 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 Oh, wait, maybe Modern Family. Maybe that was the last one of like. Also, the I guess the new thing that we can do is like sell stuff of our own on our websites is that like i guess that's new what do you mean like merch or like my stuff like content i don't know is i think people are gonna start doing oh, that oh yeah like patreon where it's like you can watch me shower if you want if you pay five dollars a month <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. i won't show you any titties but i will wash my hair yeah yeah, yeah. i think people would pay for that <laughs> <laughs> 
also think they pay for that, but that time's for myself where I giggle and tee hee hee. <laughs> oh man, I have this friend who who financially dominates men. Like she has, she's like a sort of dominatrix, but just with these oh, guys who go. Oh yes, yes, yes. It's like she's cracked the code where she goes, transfer me a hundred bucks today, and they're uh-huh. like, yes, yes, mistress. Which is so, I want that. I know. Yeah, I just want to be like, give me money. And for someone to be like, yes, Nicole, I will give you money. That is what I want to do for you. Yeah. Do you think, are you good at like, or do you find it humiliating? Like, like dirty talk? Like, because I feel like I, I like that and have that skill. So I'm like, could I monetize that? I think I could monetize it. I think I'm pretty good at dirty talk. Because I'm not like filthy, filthy, but like, yeah. I don't know. When I'm having sex, I like to tell people what I'm enjoying. Yeah, I'd like to know what you're enjoying. Yeah, me too. Um, <laughs> and once you start doing that, you it's hard to stop doing yes. that. Once you open the seal of dirty talk, it's like, and it escalates. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I was sleeping with somebody who I'd be like, oh, I would be like, that feels good. And they'd be like, does it feel good for you? And then they started go like, as soon as we started having sex, they'd be like, this feels really good. Thank you. And I'm like... <laughs> Oh my god, they're like anticipating the question. Are you just getting it out of the way? Because I'll ask a different one later. (laughs) Just to make sure that you are engaged. Yeah, start throwing curveballs. Yeah. When's your birthday? When's your birthday? How old are you? (laughs) (laughs) The best I I was once sleeping with um a really great and funny guy, and um Mm -hmm. we were really good friends, and he we he would say a lot of filthy stuff and we were like joking about it. And he was like, okay, the next time we sleep together, I'm going to say something really obscure and you're, you won't, and you won't be expecting it. And I kind of forgot that he'd said that. Mm-hmm. And then the next time we were having sex in the, at the height of the moment, like at really a crucial moment where like you want to be in the moment, he goes, mm-hmm. <laughs> he goes, tell me I'm bonkers. <laughs> <laughs> and I laughed so hard. I think it's uh, laughing during sex is underrated. I think it's underrated as well. I think it's nice and it means you're like comfortable with that person. Because totally. you're like vulnerable. You're fucking naked and someone's inside of somebody or someone's rubbing on somebody. And it's like yeah. if you can laugh, like I think that's like really romantic. Me too. Because really you are doing the weirdest thing. Like it's crazy to be like, oh, yeah, we're both so cool. And like, it's like, no, you're doing insane <laughs> things to each other. Yeah. If you really think about it, sex is weird. It's so weird. It's so it's weird. Like, All right. Put, I'm going to get naked and you're going to put your mouth on it. Yeah. Like, <laughs> yeah what? I'm just in different parts of me. And then I'll put my mouth on different parts of you. And then maybe you stick a finger inside me. It's wild. <laughs> so fucked. So fucked. Well, May, do you have any advice for me on how I can get a partner? Not, not, I, uh, no, I just think it, there's no way that it won't happen. So I'm like, you don't need advice. There's just no conceivable way that it won't happen. You're so charming uh, and attractive. And it's just, uh, you know, so I think you're doing all the right things. Thank you. Also, you're so busy. I am very busy. Yeah. Um, very tired at all times. Except for today. I had a voiceover thing get canceled this morning. So oh, I, I love got it. to sleep in. When things get canceled <laughs> is the best. Oh, I felt so free. I was like, this is freedom. Yeah. Okay. May I ask all my guests this? Would you date me? 100%. <gasps> Yay. 100%. Yeah. I thought you'd never ask. Oh, that's my favorite. Sometimes people go, no. But here's the reason why. And I'm like, okay. What? Okay. Those people <laughs> did not understand the brief. <laughs> they didn't get it. You have to just say yes. Otherwise, you hurt my dang feelings. Um, May, we've come to the end. Do you have anything you want to promote? Um, well, I'm at, I'm at Largo like once a month um, mm-hmm. with my friends doing weird improv and, and stuff and, and stand up. That's always fun. And just, yeah, just life. And Feel Good Season 1 and 2 is on Netflix. And then you're on Season 2 of The Flight Attendant on HBO Max. Yes, very much so. So those are the things I know you're promoting. (laughs) (laughs) Um, And, okay, so if you like this episode of Oh, Why Won't You Date Me? You can like it, you can rate it, you can subscribe, you can give me five stars. If you send me something nasty hitting on me to whywontyoudateme at gmail.com, please no dick pics. My wonderful producer, Mars, has to go through it. She does not want dick pics, so no dick pics. Okay, (laughs) 
This person said, Dear Nicole, I want to take you out to the skating rink, get you drunk and sweaty, covered in glitter. Then we'll grab an order of nachos with cheese on the side. And then when we get back to our five-star hotel, I want us to get naked and hop in the jacuzzi, watch Sonic 2, and sip on champagne. Once we're all loosened up, we'll move into the king-size bed and roll around in tortilla chips. Oh, and drizzle nacho cheese all over your plump body. Then I will sprinkle you with a bit of cilantro and lick every inch of you until I'm center stage while I nibble that pink taco <laughs> and tongue punch your dirt star until you quiver and squeal tea. I don't know if I've ever heard of a dirt star. <laughs> I have so much to say, but yeah. <laughs> okay. Yeah. I've never heard Dirt Star and I'm going to be using it. Dirt Star is truly wild. Wait, Dirt Star. It's like, is it a star? I guess. Yeah. It's like a, a star with a, like a lot of points. If you look at a butt, it's not hot as a no, phrase. No, it sure isn't. And if someone to me, like, if we were having sex and they're like, can I lick your Dirt Star? I'd be like, you have to go home. You yeah. can't, <laughs> you can't do anything. And there's too many sort of nachos involved in the whole date. It's like, yeah, a that's lot, a constant a lot of cheese thread. and cilantro. And the cheese on the side to begin with that weirded me out. I was like, just put it on the nachos. <laughs> like, just put it on the nacho. What are you doing? Yeah. Well, thank you for that message. And May, thank you so much for being here. Thank you for having me. Do you have a website? Uh, I think I do. I think I have maymartin.net. Is that old school? <laughs> yeah, it's really funny. I think so. Maymartin.org. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. It's .net. Yeah. Which is better than an org, I think. Or maybe orgs are government. I don't know. Whatever. Okay. I'm bye on... bye. Okay, bye. Wait, no, what? No, nothing. I was just yeah, humiliating. I was going to say I'm, I'm on Instagram. It's so embarrassing. It's so embarrassing. Find May on Instagram. Bye bye. <laughs> <laughs> that's it for why won't you date me with me nicole Byer. why won't you date me is produced and engineered by oh the sweetest woman i know marissa melnick it is executive produced by other wonderful people adam Sachs, joanna solo taroff and jeff ross thanks for listening i love you thank you so much we'll be seeing you next friday with a brand new episode what a treat what a dream <laughs> This has been a Team Coco production. Love the flexibility of working in all sorts of places? Well, working on the go seamlessly requires a strong network like T-Mobile. We have America's largest 5G network, so whether you're on a video call at the park or uploading large files at a coffee shop, we have the 5G speed you need. Whatever takes you on the go, T-Mobile's got you covered. Find out more at tmobile.com slash network today. Coverage not available in some areas. See 5G device coverage and access details at tmobile.com.